Welcome to the podcast of Woburn Baptist Church. We hope that you enjoy listening to the sermons and other audio provided by us. Feel free to share what you find here, and we hope that it will be beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. Wouldn't it be great if people, real people, were like Pinocchio? When someone tells a lie that their nose would grow, or some physical manifestation. You know, that way we could tell if somebody's trying to pull the wool over our eyes, and and we would be able to uh, get through the world without being taken advantage of. Although, which one of us would want to be like that? Which one of us would want to be like Pinocchio? where we could never hide anything. If someone asked us a question that we really didn't want to give an answer to, who knows what might start growing. (laughs) So, today Jesus talks to us about telling the truth. Um, And he he does the same thing, he follows the same pattern as uh, he's been doing. Just like he said with Uh, murder before, you know, you think you're doing pretty well because you've never killed anybody. Have you been angry? And just as he said with lust, you know, you think you're doing pretty well because maybe you've never uh, physically committed adultery. Have you ever looked at a woman with lustful intent? Jesus tears away all of our clinging to any kind of self-righteousness He tears all that away and shows how we're all guilty. And today, we're going to be looking at how he talks about oaths. Uh, This is based in the ninth commandment, you shall not bear false witness against um, your neighbor. We might shorten it to, you shall not lie. Um, He doesn't uh, quote the commandment, but instead he... uh, He speaks out of the the summary and and, and all the explanation about the commandment that that comes from elsewhere in the first five books of the Bible. Uh, Charlene read this morning uh, some of the rules about oaths and how God regulated that. Um, Let's read from uh, Matthew chapter 5, starting in verse 33, with what Jesus said about truth-telling. Again, you have heard that it was said to those of old, You shall not swear falsely, but shall perform to the Lord what you have sworn. But I say to you, do not take an oath at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by earth, for it is His footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great King. And do not take an oath by your head, For you cannot make one hair white or black. Let what you say be simply yes or no. Anything more than that comes from evil. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you that you speak to us. That you have not been silent, that we do not have to figure out who you are by 
philosophy or by any other human imagination of who you might be, but you have revealed yourself to us. You have spoken to us. And Lord, you are truthful with everything that you have said in your word. Father, now, give us ears to hear and eyes to see. Lord, come with your spirit like you came on that Pentecost Sunday long ago. Lord, unite your word with your spirit and make our hearts aflame for you. Quicken our hearts. Bring life to those who are dead by your word. Father, we pray, Lord, that you would be with me. Lord, I am sinful. I don't live up to the standard either. Lord, I pray that you would strengthen me, cover me in your grace, and I might boldly proclaim your word. In Jesus' name, amen. He follows the same pattern. You have heard that it was said of old, but I say to you. And he isn't discounting the Old Testament law. He's not throwing it aside, but he's restoring it to what it originally intended. He says here, You have heard that it was said of those of old, you shall not swear falsely, but shall perform to the Lord what you have sworn. We don't really think a lot about oaths. Um, Maybe, you know, if we get called into court, we are summoned and and we we are asked the question, do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God. We might put our hand on a Bible and ask that question, do we swear? Is it okay to do that? You know, the Mennonites, the Amish, they refuse to to do that because they want to obey this. Is it okay for us to do that? I'm not saying that it's not. We have to do what is uh, uh, what our conscience will let us do. Um, that may be one of those issues from Romans chapter 14, like we've been talking about on, on uh, Thursday nights. Uh, if, a, if someone's conscience doesn't allow them to do that, then that's okay. If our conscience allows us to do that. I think what Jesus is here getting the point across is that we need to be truthful about everything that we say. We don't have to have some kind of an oath to bind us, to, to make us more to make it more important that we are truthful, but that we ought to treat every word that comes out of our mouth as if it were an oath. Let our yes be a yes, and let our no be a no. There's a couple of reasons why Jesus might be doing this. Um, first of all, um, there was abuse of oaths at the time. We can see in Matthew 23... Um, Jesus 
talks about these abuses in verse 13. He says, But woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you shut the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. For you neither enter it yourselves, nor allow those who would enter it to go in. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you travel across sea and land to make a single proselyte. And when he becomes a proselyte, you make him twice as much of a, a child of hell as you. Woe to you, blind guides, who say, If anyone swears by the temple... It is nothing. But if anyone swears by the gold in the temple, he is bound by his oath. You blind fools, for which is greater, the gold of the temple or the, or the temple that has made the gold sacred? And you say, if anyone swears by the altar, it is nothing. But if anyone swears by the gift that is on the altar, he is bound by his oath. You blind men, for which is greater, the gift or the altar that makes the gift sacred. So whoever swears by the altar swears by it and by everything on it. And whoever swears by the temple swears by it and by him who dwells in it. And whoever swears by heaven swears by the throne of God and him who sits upon it. So apparently during Jesus' day there were people who, who would say, well, if you swear on this, then you really have to keep your word. But if you swear on this, well, it's, it's not quite as important. You can, you can break a promise if you swear on, on you know, this, but, but this other thing, oh, why, that's, that's, that is too important. You can't. And so this abuse rose up. And so we, in our day, in our expressions, we, we have uh, things like we say, we say well, I, I swear on a stack of Bibles, right? I swear on a stack of Bibles, because we think uh, if, um, if there's a stack of them, it, it makes our word more binding than if there was just one. So because of the proneness to abuse, that's one reason why Jesus would say it's evil. Don't, don't swear an oath, just let your yes be yes, and your no be no. Well, here's another reason. It, uh, it comes close to violating another commandment, the third commandment, uh, not to take the Lord's name in vain. Well, look at what Jesus is saying here. You shall not swear falsely, but perform with the Lord, to the Lord what you have sworn. But I say to you, do not take an oath at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by earth, for it is His footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the great city. These are all things that, that are, are things that are associated with God. We're trying to say, we're going to swear on something like by heaven or by, by earth or by, by something or by swearing upon God Himself. And if we do so, we, we take His name in vain. Well, some of us maybe have been taught that to take the Lord's name in vain is to use it as a curse word. Well, that would be taking the Lord's name in vain, but it's more than that. Just to talk flippantly about God is to take His name in vain. To, to claim to be a follower of Jesus and then live in a way that doesn't reflect what you're claiming, that's taking the Lord's name in vain too. 
and to make an oath and swear by God that we would do something, it brings us under the charge and under the the liability to be taking the Lord's name in vain. If we were to break our word, we wouldn't just be being dishonest, but we would be bringing reproach on the name of God by which we swore. And then, Jesus says, uh, Do not take an oath by your head, for you cannot make one hair white or black. What is Jesus saying to us here? There are some things that are out of our control. We can't make our hair white or black. Uh, well, you know, they had dyes back then, too. You could, we can dye our hair. You know, if it's starting to, to go a little bit gray, you can get a little bit of just for men. <laughs> and, uh, and dye your hair. But it's not, not by our will. We, there's a lot of things that are out of our control, and I think that's the point that Jesus is making here. You can't make one of our hair grow white or black. We can't make ourselves any taller. We can't do any of those things. And all those things are out of our control. So what happens when we swear by God Himself, swear by heaven that we're going to do something, and then something happens that's completely out of our control, and we're unable to fulfill our vow? That's another thing that Jesus brings about. First of all, we're we're just finite creatures. We're unable to control our circumstances. And when we promise something, we need to fulfill that promise. Finally, Jesus says in verse 37, let what you say be simply yes or no. Anything more than this comes from evil. The final reason I've got to say That Jesus does not want us to swear. Swear by heaven, swear by earth, swear by Him or His name. Is it just, it's not needed. Our word should be reliable. We shouldn't have to, to, to say all kinds of things to say, well, I really mean it this time. I really mean it. I swear on a stack of Bibles. We're, we're, we're adding to what really just should be a given. If we say something, if we're a believer, we should be trusted just by saying yes or no. We don't have to add all of those other things. Anything else comes from evil. It comes from a desire to say, well, you know, I might not be telling the truth this other time, but you know, you can really trust me this time because I've got my hand on the Bible. I think Jesus is doing something here just like he did in the other places. Whenever he said, You heard that it said it was said, You shall not kill, you shall not murder. And he follows that up with, I say to you, have you ever been angry? With someone's, with someone, have you ever held a grudge against someone? He shows how we are all guilty. We're all we all stand under his judgment. 
and with adultery. He says, you've heard that it was said, do not commit adultery. But I say to you, if you've ever lusted after someone, you've committed adultery already in your heart. And here Jesus does the same thing with oaths. You think you're an honest person. You think you are someone who can be trusted, who who you always keep your promises. Just remember, sometimes things are out of our control. Sometimes we, we promise things, and we don't have any power to deliver on them. It may be our best intentions... We have had every intention of doing what we promised to do. But sometimes people get sick. Sometimes people die. The Lord takes oaths so seriously. We're still under His guilt. Still under condemnation. That was the prescription. or That, that was the, uh, the diagnosis. Jesus... He diagnoses our sin. He diagnoses and He points out the fact that while we, we can pride ourselves and say, I'm, I'm an honest person, I, 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 I have good business practices, and I, I, don't, uh, I don't cheat people at the heart, we all will find some reason where we we'll, might be untruthful. Whether it be out of convenience whether it be just because we want to hide something from someone, we've all fallen short. We've all sinned. And Jesus says He takes our words seriously. Every word that we say, whether we're able to perform a vow or not, He knows. And He takes those words seriously. Matthew twelve thirty six says, I tell you, On the day of judgment, people will give an account for every careless word they speak. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. We will give an account for every word. Even those things which we had every good intention of keeping, but we fell through. So we need a remedy. Our remedy is the fact that God is a promise-keeping God. And He is able to keep His promises. While we cannot make a hair on our head white or black, God can create the universe with one word. He is able to keep His promises. He is faithful And He will keep His promises. He has promised us. He has sent His Son to die in our place. And He has promised us that all who believe on Him will be saved. We can have forgiveness while we all fall short. While we have all been angry with someone and said rash things. While we have all had desires within our hearts that are impure over one thing or another. Jesus is our remedy. God is faithful. And He promised in Romans chapter 10. 
I've been going back to this a lot lately. Romans chapter 10, starting in verse 9. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. For the Scripture says, everyone who believes in Him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing His riches on all who call on Him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Our remedy, because we fall short, because we are sometimes unfaithful with our word, God is always faithful. He has promised that all we must do is confess Jesus as Lord, believe that God raised Him from the dead. We call out to Him. We cry out to Him. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. What an amazing God that we have. We are broken. We are sinners. We are not capable of doing anything to cling to Jesus on our own. But He clings to us. When we place our faith in Him, we tell Him, Lord, I am sorry for my sins. And we confess, we repent of our sins. He is faithful to His Word. He will save us. And He will make us new creatures. He will change us from the inside out. Thank you for listening to this message from Woburn Baptist Church. For more information, please visit us at www.wilburnbaptistchurch.org or you can also like us on Facebook.